Hello everyone and welcome to Final Show. I'm John, the executive producer here, and I've just got a few pre-show notes for you. First of all, I want to let everybody know that our addresses have changed. Uh, our Twitch channel has changed from Sinstaku to twitch.tv slash finalshowfilms, and our YouTube channel has also changed to youtube.com slash finalshowfilms. Next, we want to thank our $20 tier supporters on Patreon, which is patreon.com slash films, by the way, if you want to go throw a couple bucks our way. That's going to be Cat Waterflame, Antitonic, Samantha Bates, and Maureen Monty. Thank you guys for that. Also, our website is in the process of getting updated. So go take a look at finalshowfilms.com. We've got Mara and Jeremy are working on updating all of our stuff there, making it look nice and like a modern website and frankly they know what they're doing far better than i or austin ever did so if you want to check out the things that are changing over there you go do that follow us on twitter at final show films for updates uh for all future things including things that are going on with our website and going on with the patreon page and things that are going on live as we stream them uh, as well as our podcasts and everything else so thank you very much for watching y'all have a good day Hello everyone, welcome back to Hunter the Vigil Terminus Tendency, welcome to the season finale. It is time for the final episode of this season of Hunter, <coughs> and before we dive right in, let's go ahead and introduce our player characters for this last round, starting with John. I'm John, and I'm playing Zero Albright, the director of operations for the Chiron Group, who apparently has resting serial killer voice. And Craig? Hi, I'm Craig. I'm playing Paul Phillips, uh, acquisitions expert for the Aegis Kaidoro. And Jack? Hey, everybody, I'm Jack. I'm playing Nico Dalka, the medic from the Ascending Ones. And Jeremy? Self is Jeremy. Self, is, <laughs> self was in the wrong game. Self realized. And so self got in self friend's correct game. Self is playing Kayla win. <laughs> and Aaron. Hi, I'm Aaron. And really clarify your references. Uh, I am playing Drew the... Damn it. I just thought it was Hellion because you were talking about... <laughs> yes! Lucifuge, which are kind of like Hellions, but actually from hell. And also not killed pointlessly by Trevor Fitzroy in a bullshit issue. <laughs> and Holly. I mean, half of that is true. Uh, I'm Holly. I'm playing Astrid Ashwin, a uh, murder bot for Knights of St. Adrian. And of course, I am William, and I am your storyteller for this Hunters of Vigil Chronicle. And before we dive back in, can't we find move. my glasses. Sharing them. <laughs> They're on your face. My sunglasses. Oh. <laughs> in fairness, that is a legitimate answer because it happens. Oh, no, no, it, happens it happens all the time. Especially with these because they're frameless, so you just like forget that the lenses are there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but before we dive back in, we jump forward ahead to a dark room in an undisclosed location and as an individual within a secure bunker 
gives some of the closing remarks of this first portion of his report. And so, well, before we conclude the, to, uh, before we conclude this first day of report, uh, I should probably note that this is perhaps one of the climactic moments of this of this investigation. If well. This is where we start to lose a lot of our information and it's sort of going to just be tied down by what we've heard and what we were able to piece together. But from what I can gather from the information that we've, that we've managed to piece together, um, everything's about to go to hell and you'll find out. But let's get moving, shall we, with the end of the beginning. And so with that we return to Drew as Drew, you having finished the research that you had left to go and perform have arrived back at the secondary location provided by Kayla after the primary safe house had to be abandoned because the knuckle of you drew particularly close. Yep. And so you arrive back on site um, and find that the the location is relatively quiet. You haven't gone inside yet, so you don't know what's going on on the interior. But uh, you sort of step inside and find your way through to the area where everyone else is gathered. What is everyone else up to at the moment. Medical supply inventory. And trying to determine if there's anything he's missed in getting everybody as close to primary, prime fighting shape as possible. Astrid has one point of lethal that can be dealt with. Astrid! Yeah. Drew has one point of aggravated, which I don't know if you can help with it. I can't can't do can't do shit about that. Mm. That's just treatment in time. Let me let me see about that last injury that hasn't cleared up yet. I'm fine. I think we both have Sure, but you can be more fine. Eh. Just, look, I realize you want to look tough in front of your brother, but sit down and let me help you. Fine. What am I rolling? Intelligence and medicine? Sure. Okay. Two successes. I'll say with two successes, you can downgrade that to a bashing and it'll be gone in about 15 minutes. All right. Uh, And then aside from that, the only other person who has any wounds that you can treat is Kayla, who also just has one lethal. I do? According to your character sheet. No, I have one willpower point gone. Oh, okay. I have no wound. (laughs) I was reading reading the character sheet wrong. Sorry, that's my bad. 
Yeah, I think that's the only person that has injuries that you can actually assist with right now. Okay. And then at that point, he's going to go outside and wait for Drew to get back. Mm. Which is right when Drew walks in. (laughs) Is it possible to potentially intercept Drew at the door before he gets back inside? You could probably hear Drew arrive uh, because Drew probably takes an Uber to get to the location. Yeah. Out of, like, professional courtesy, not directly to the location, but fairly close. Yeah. So you'd probably, if you're keeping an ear out, you'd probably be able to recognize Drew on the approach before he actually made it inside. Yep. Slam the door behind me. Hey. Hmm? Is this a bad time to ask a direct question? Hmm? You can ask. Given everything that's going on and whatnot, yes, I'm very aware that you've got significant personal connections to the man on fire, etc., etc. Are we going kill or capture here? Capture. I know what's wrong and I can help them. Do you think everybody else is on board with the capture idea? I've told them repeatedly if they're not. Okay. They've made it clear they're not. I'm just trusting them to stay back long enough I can convince him. And if that means that the two of us need to leave after that, that's fine. He's more important than any of this. Screw the city, screw the world. He's more important. Don't hear that from hunters a lot, but okay. Um, All right. Lucifuge are different. Yeah. No, that, that, yeah. Um, Okay. Cool. Just wanted to make sure I was on the same page. And like an empathy role with my discern intent specialization to see what might. Jack, if if you're going to say no, that's totally fine. Oh, no, you can totally try and read Nico. He's not great at hiding things. He'll try, but. (laughs) And would discern intent imply? Yeah, that's sort of what I'm going for. Yeah, Yeah, probably. Hmm. All right. Holy shit. Well, there you go. (laughs) Dice don't like me, but yeah. Yeah. It was hard to read occasionally. Once in a while. (laughs) I'm preoccupied. That also probably helps. Yeah, you're also distracted. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, and then he just turns and walks inside. <laughs> Follow him. Nico returns to the main room with Drew trailing behind. I, As, I missed. Where are we at? Uh, it's an apartment off to off at 
relatively remote location to the previous hideout that was under that was passed very nearby by the knuckle of e, so the group had to evac yeah it's it's kayla's safe house kayla's safe house okay oh um and john i think that's the other thing that you may not be aware of uh we we realized that the knuckle of e at least potentially can be tracked sometimes by uh following brownouts okay. as they around the city kayla has has that hopefully on lockdown yep um, he said, and, and she—that's what she's actually doing right now. She's just sitting there tracking, watch, watch, watching her programs run. Am I here or am I elsewhere? You're here. Okay. Not to, <laughs> not to prevent Drew from coming in and having a chance to settle, but I think Paul looks up and sees uh, Nico and Drew come back in and stands up and looks at him and says, "Drew, you go a minute." Sure. We want to have a chat. We can do it here. We can go out for a walk. What's your pleasure? You asked your call. Sure. Um, yeah, let's, let's, um, is there, is there a part of the apartment that's not right in the main living area? Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's not like a studio. There are, okay. it's probably like a two bedroom apartment. Okay. We'll move over just maybe over to sort of towards the side, not isolated in a separate room, but just not hovering over everybody else. Really, really. Kayla, <laughs> Kayla stands up, walks over, opens up the opens up one of the one of the uh, 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 cabinets in the kitchen, pulls out a thing of popcorn and throws it into the microwave, and then turns around. <laughs> does, it, uh, does, does, does Kayla have a shelf filled with odd knickknacks and things? Not here. This is really depersonalized because okay. it's it's a safe house. Gotcha. Um, I like on. that the implication is Kayla deals with enough shit that safe house popcorn is a necessity. <laughs> I mean, you well, you put really basic, quick to make food in. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I just like the other yeah. interpretation. For sure. Not realistic. For sure. <laughs> um, so, um, um, once once they're over in the corner, uh, Paul I, and and speaking quietly but not whispering, so anybody who really wants to listen certainly can. Uh, says, no, "I'll just figure things are ramping up. I think you and I ought to have a conversation." Let me start by saying this. I've got family back home that loves me and that I love. I've got a handful of close friends that I get along with quite well, like to see on the weekends. And I've got a rather lovely, but small, rose garden that takes up the majority of my rather spare free time, which I might add, as won uh, Shortage's best competition for years running. My point being, doesn't really matter to me too much whether people I work with on missions like this like me. I don't really care. But what does matter to me is that I can work productively with people. And I feel that you and I have gotten to a point where that seems like it might be in question. We're going up against some big nasties. We're going up against someone with whom I know you've got certain ties like I said to you before, I'll back your play. That's your call. I'd like you to back my play. 
with regard to the talisman. But the most important thing to me is to know that when we're out there in the shit, we're going to let whatever it is that gets your ankles up about me, we're going to leave that behind. Can we do that? Don't you dare make that comparison again. This is your last warning. I'm not making a comparison at all. I'm telling you that I understand that you have whatever your connection is, and I'm not digging into it. And I'm telling you, I'm going to back your play. Separate and apart from that, not a comparison. I'm saying that there is an artifact that my people have fucked up royally in dealing with. That's something for which I feel personal responsibility. It's not a comparison. It's not a dick measuring contest. It's not anything saying that this is the same. I'm not even trying to say it's apples to oranges, apples to apples, anything like that. That's two separate things. My point is this could all go really smooth and that would be nice. We'll all be back home. We're not going to have to deal with each other again, but it could go sideways. And if it does, I'll back your play. And I'm asking for you to respect the knowledge that I've got with regard to artifacts. You feel like your group messed up and you want to fix it? Go sit in the corner or, or with it, the crazy man and who's running a cleanup up all. A respect that everyone here has specialties. What I am saying is that I'm not willing to give a priority because your group also hurt someone. My group has hurt a lot of people. And he points to his eyes and you know, I didn't put this thing in on purpose, right? You know, this is something that inserted itself and that initially they were going to kill me to extract it. And I managed to talk them out of it. And I've been working with them for years. But I know what this person may be going through. I don't know anything about your, whoever he is. But I may know something about this. And it's not even an issue of priority. Like I said, we're out there. We're trying to accomplish specific things. You have your own goals. I understand that. I don't want that getting in the way of everything else. Like I said, if you have a more specific plan, now might be the time to share it so the rest of us aren't surprised by it. So we can help you accomplish it. If I had more information, I'd share it. If you're not comfortable sharing it, that's fine. But like I said, the most important thing to me is that we all know we're up against something that could go wrong in a serious way. And so if you have something in mind and you think it might give the rest of us, send the rest of us for a loop, if we're to encounter it without knowing it's coming, now might be a good time to let us know so we can back you up on it. 
My plan is to talk. My plan is for you not to go in all paternalistic and spook them both. Again. Clearly, they work together. Clearly, they know each other. They're on the same page with talking. And so you're going to let me talk. You're going to let me have a conversation with him. Do I have a better idea? Of course I do, but it's going to be vetoed. <coughs> so I'm not bothering. What's your better idea? <sighs> Privacy, efficiency, Colleen. I, it's not important. But that idea also starts with just talking to him. That's fine. That's fine. Again, talking is fine. All I'm saying is that you need to get time to talk to him. The words that you have to say to him are probably different than the words that the talisman needs to hear. It's not a matter of priority. It's not a matter of a competition. It's a matter of understanding that, like you say, they've been working together. If there's a possibility of having two separate conversations, maybe that's for the best get them focused on two separate things so they can focus in on what's important to them individually as opposed to whatever goal that they might have together. If that's what she's interested in, fine. Good. But I, I'm not willing to make this one fight and one risk because if you mess up that conversation, and here's the thing, it's the same thing for me. If I mess up this conversation, then that shouldn't screw us out of an opportunity to talk to the talisman. I can't summon the talisman. If she comes, great, but that's going to be their initiative. Well, um, obviously, but I'm not she's willing not... to say, oh, let's have those conversations simultaneously because if one of us messes up, then obviously they probably both leave. No. And I'm not willing to risk that for anyone. If she doesn't come, it's no problem. It's going to be the Drew Hour with the Drew Show starring Drew. <laughs> but if they're both there, just if we can get them separate, if we can get them talking separately, let's try to do that. Because you're right, there's no guarantee that either one of us or any of us, not just the two of us, but I, any of us is going to be able to get through to them. But if we're trying it separately, if it's feasible, then at least we can be trying both at the same time. Because you're right, if one of us goes first and drops a ball, that's it. They're both out. That's not what I said. That's the exact op That's the exact opposite of what I said. And it's really hard to believe you'll back my play when you willfully misinterpret everything thing I say so that you can get your way. Okay. See, this is the sort of thing I'm talking about. You specifically said that if one of them, uh, you, so you, I said, was we're if, not having two separate conversations at the same time, because if we do that and we mess up, they both leave. But what if your conversation goes poorly? Are you saying we're going to be able to have a second conversation after that? I am giving you a bit of an out by saying that while I'm having that conversation, 
she can do what she wants. And if what she wants is to have a conversation, it's better for me to not stop that. Right. I mean, again, we don't even know what power level these two are coming into other than the fact that it's off the fucking charts. So if they want to do something, you're right. That's what they're going to do. So you start off, if there's an opening, I'll jump in to see if I can start it. Is that all right with you? Or are you going to take that as a slap in the face and it's going to blow the whole thing up? She sees am- seems amenable to, to having this conversation. She's not my priority. Fair. Insofar as... She's my priority only insofar or as they're connected. But... I'm not... As angry as you are about the whole thing, I think we're on the same page. But in terms of priority, there may be another conversation that you need to have. And he'll sort of nod his head in the direction of Zaro. We already talked about that. It's almost it's like... Some people can be dicks and be honest about it. John, character. About this point, ding. <laughs> well, popcorn's done. And Paul, Paul says, "Well, then I guess you two have got uh, more common ground than I thought already." Yeah, because he is inevitably a dog. Crowley goes over to beg for popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't mind feeding a demon dog popcorn. Is it adorable or horrifying or both? Yes. <laughs> he is kind of a shadowy fluff ball, but he is also meant to look specifically innocuous or invisible. So depends on you fi- how you feel about slightly scraggly dogs. I mean, best dogs. Yeah. <clears throat> I keep imagining Crowley as like an oversized schnauzer, like the size of like a, like the size of a lab, but just with like that scraggly, like long draping hair. Yeah. That was yeah. Um, have we to, to be, again, more things that I missed for not being here? Have we equipped people for like dealing with a person on fire if things go south? Like, do people have tungsten rounds or anything like that? Or is Zero literally the only thing we have to fight him if things go south? Um, we brought it up, decided we didn't know what to do about it, and then that was where that ended. Paul, Paul has a magic spear that's incorporeal and can stab things from 30 feet away, so he feels We've, relatively confident in that. In the interim, as- Paul has a library card to magic. In the intervening <laughs> time, could I have had R&D working on something? 
Yeah, I'll say you probably have a couple of magazines of tungsten rounds coming in. Nico okay. so. has about six Molotovs left, which will probably and be about as effective as water balloons. Could I could I get a could I could I get them to attempt a tungsten Bowie knife? I don't know how well uh, it would work. The problem with a tungsten Bowie knife is it will probably weigh like the weight of a solid brick. Unless you want it to break when you pull it out of the Yeah, seat. that's the thing. It's like either it's going to be really fucking heavy or just going to be br- fragile as hell, and that's the question. I like the idea of someone, like some NPC with a seven-dot strength being like, Bowie knife for fire. <laughs> I've got four dots of strength. I can pick up a lot of things, but damn. Kayla's weapon of choice is a car, as in she's going to get in the car and get it running so that we can drive away when all of the weapons fail to work. That, that's a good one. I thought you were going to say run him over with a car, and I was like, that's just a fireball. No, no, you don't drive something that runs on gasoline into a large flaming person. You guys, Unless you you're guys, David you Tennant. Have, you guys have never played Metal Gear Solid Five. <laughs> I have. Um, I need to play that but still. No, I've like I've got weapons that'll work. It's just they're not knives. They're my fingers. Um, yeah. So Drew will walk over to zero. Um, progress on R and D. You'll have some amount of tungsten rounds that have been fabricated and delivered shortly. Uh, nothing heavier or larger than that, unfortunately. It's rather difficult metal to wet to forge into proper weapons. But we I've have got my own ways of circumnavigating, circumventing the fire thing. He pulls up. Um, but sorry. Uh, he holds up his hand, as do I. And again, you see the. Has he shown them off before? But you, where you see the gloves sort of tip, where the where the claws sort of extend and then retract. Have you guys magically invented some level of tungsten bullets that don't cause cancer? We're not oh, interested in. Long enough to die of cancer, you're a miraculous hunter. I mean, fair. We're not interested in preventing cancer. Well, yeah, because then you would stop making money off of it. Duh. <laughs> As that comment is being said, there is a very subtle jack uh, finger indicated at the vampire in the room. <laughs> Hopefully where Astrid can't see it. Uh, all I can think of <laughs> is... <laughs> Uh, Sauron, you're a genius. You could you could cure cancer. I don't want to cure cancer. I want to turn everybody into dinosaurs. (laughs) (laughs) Actual line from a Marvel comic book. Actual fucking dialogue. I don't want to cure cancer. I want to turn everyone into dinosaurs. (laughs) At which point. His friend, his, his 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 ally in it, just sort of mutters quietly off to the side. We want to turn everyone into dinosaurs. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, but yes. So hopefully, still not dinosaurs, despite the best efforts of the evil scientists. Um. Anyways, 
we've talked about this before and minimal expense to you, whatever your motivation in it is, it's pretty likely I'll just be able to convince it, talk him down. Very well. If you can talk him down and get him out of the city, then situation resolved. Mm. If not, well, that's what I'm here for. Did we ever give Colleen a phone? Because I I definitely had extra burner phones. I just don't remember if we gave her one. Probably had the burner phone, yes. I think you did, yeah. Then, avoiding me stealing the spotlight for another scene, I'm just going to text Colleen Y slash N. Can you replicate the abilities of the items that helped with the creation of your powers? Uncertain. Okay. <laughs> um, and just I can try. It, there was some, and it's very likely that Zero wasn't here for this conversation. But if he was, I just want to check because there was references being made that um, the knife lady might be there with the fire guy. Was that a conversation that was had, or is that just an assumption that's being made? I, I it's mostly just an assumption that's being made because they thus far has seemed to work in a pair. Okay, I'm just trying to figure out if I missed a conversation I need to be looped in on. No. Like, Knife Lady and the Fire Guy? What is this? Avatar the Last Airbender? Yes. <laughs> Can it be? Combustion Man. <laughs> Sparky, Sparky, Boom Man. Knife Lady and the Fire Guy sounds like a 1977 ABC series that ran for about one season. Look, we've been at this for half an hour. It sounds sounds like someone trying to describe the villains in an old comic that they don't remember the name of because those villains didn't show up again. I mean, (laughs) it's not wrong. Uh, (laughs) Or like World's End. We've been talking about this for 15 minutes and we still haven't got anything better than Smashy Smashy Eggman. <laughs> um, okay. Will Kayla share her popcorn? Because Paul's yes. Paul's headed over to just eat popcorn with Kayla. Just now. hold some out. Hold okay. out the bag. Oh. I warn you, I pour I uh, I just I just took like a, a a thing of like microwave and just went. So it's about 70% popcorn, 30% liquid butter, hot. Paul takes some and says, oh, American. <laughs> Just continues eating. I, um, I check my phone, and as I do, I reach into my coat and pull out a large, not a large, but like a sort of a tall uh, vial of green liquid, which I pop open and drink. as I check my phone to see what the ETA on the tungsten round delivery is. I look over, I, 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 I look over, Paul, do we even want to know? Uh, you get, you get the message that there's a briefcase waiting on site at the designated location. Uh, like, is there any way that that was, that was a... Paul, Paul, Paul shrugs and says, well, in, direct, in direct contravention to my own personal experience, I'm going to say it never hurts to ask. And then we'll raise this. Um, Zero. Is there anything we should know about? Looks at the at looks at the phone and the the vial that's now empty. Which one? Both. Yes. 
Tungsten rounds have been delivered to the site in question and are waiting for us to pick them up. This is a kale smoothie. Puts it back in his coat. Um, uh, Inside check. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm a chemist. Did you say it was glowing or did no, I just no, mention it? No, no, it's just green. Okay, all right. Not glowing, just green. Um, I like the idea that he just drinks a kale smoothie out of a vial. <laughs> But it was like it's sort of like a like a imagine like an overly designed thermos basically. Yeah, <laughs> this looks like a tall vial. Go Paul, ahead. Paul, make, Paul make... shrugs, turns back to Kayla, and says, "It's about fifty-fifty whether it's it's kale or uh, I don't know triffid bits." Uh, I'm not gonna roll because he was telling the truth. Yes, it's just a kale smoothie. Okay. <laughs> Zero is. I a... like that you uh, said no I'm roll a chemist and then rolled the insight check, not the science <laughs> check. That's fine. <laughs> that is that that is about ten times grosser than whatever weird Frankenstein concoction I imagined it was that was derived from like dead angels or something. Please. That's for surgery. We don't ingest. I'm trying really hard not to make a Bill Clinton joke right now. No, see, see, see you said that's for surgery, and my mind just immediately started playing Reposogenic Opera. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, that. Fair. Yep. Yep. Very fair. Surgery. I'm just saying, surgery. kale smoothie. There's a, there's a, there's a certain level of Anthony Stewart head in Zero Albright, I guess. <laughs> a certain level. A certain level. I just got grave robber songs in my head. One hundred percent is a level. Just to be going to say, it's I feel like the Venn diagram is almost its perfect circle. That is, there is. I mean, that is still a certain level. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's if Anthony Stewart had played Albert Wesker is basically the, <laughs> <laughs> the the indication here. That's who your character reminds me of. He reminds me of Wesker. Yeah, he is intentionally Wesker. Ah, uh, but the rounds of the rounds have been delivered. So whenever we are ready to begin, we may Me. proceed. Do we have a time we'd prefer? Is there a reason to wait? How, what what time of day is it? Are we tired? Yes, there's a there's a very good reason to wait. Waiting three weeks would actually get us to full fighting capacity. And in how much of that time will the knuckle of E continue to run rampant and hinder Fuck our investigation? Fuck if I know. You just asked if there was a reason to wait. All of it. All of that time the knuckle of E will be running around. But what, what, I mean, what time no, of day I mean, are we tired? Specific times of day, whatever. Like I said, I can... You've been running most of the day, so yeah, you're probably a little bit tired by this point. I, I thought I was a little clearer about this. I need a meeting time to do this. Uh -huh, uh -huh. That's what we're trying to figure out for you. Um, do we uh, do we want Astrid to be in attendance? Astrid, what do you think? Um, 
I mean, if if Drew's okay with me being there. The Archer, I think, is who he was talking about. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, Archer, not Archer. Um, I'm sorry. Well, I guess technically accurate, since you both have the same last name, but I'm sorry. Do do do, do we want the highly flammable people near the, the highly combustible bad guy? Yeah, that's why I figured it best left up to Astrid. I mean, Astrid will look at Archer. What do you think? I mean, I'm willing to see this through if you want me there, but... I don't know what I'm going to do to a guy who's on fire. Yeah, I, I want you there, but I don't want you dying, so... Actually, I'm going gonna... to... know an ice lady? Can I vote? I would like to vote no, because no offense towards the, towards the, the, the undead Americans among us, but my understanding is when fire comes out, you go a little crazy. And that puts a risk to us and and potential innocence in the area. Um, the- it's up to you too. Um, I just ask for the same amount of decision making that you got for your brother. With yeah, um, I, I understand. Okay, with. Uh, well, the, 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 what's the location that that I discovered? Apparently, um, uh, it's uh, there's a series. Of, there's a neighborhood that's under construction, um, and it's off the highway, so it doesn't actually connect to anything major. And it's no one lives there, and the construction's been halted for a while, so it's basically an abandoned lot. Okay, um, what's the surrounding terrain like? Mostly. Um, there's a whole there's a very large expanse of just dug up dirt from when they begun construction and didn't finish and then outside the bounds of that lot is forest okay and then the highway a uh, distance away if i might make a suggestion which would preempt uh the our vampiric allies from joining in the first place it might be better Unlike our usual operations to deal with this during the daytime, where you see a massive inf- a massive conflagration out in the middle of an open field, it's far less noticeable when the sky is already lit up than it is in the dead of night. Counterpoint: If we've got bullets that work, are any of your are any of our uh, pulse adjacent people competent snipers i mean myself and alexander are not bad with a long rifle now because i I assume that you you mostly freak out about the fire when it's you know in semi-proximity there there is there is a certain innate fear that comes with close proximity to fire yes but yeah anyway just thoughts it's not insurmountable but it's definitely a threat i would offer as a counterpoint to that with fire, with the the day versus night, with fire comes smoke, which is equally visible, and more people are awake. Though so it potentially, those people would be less suspicious of a meeting in the day. Yeah, smoke during the day out in the middle of an abandoned area could be simply a fire. 
the light, the sky lighting up at night underneath the strength of this individual's fire would attract more official attention than simply bystanders being curious about the smoke. Thought you were the official attention. I am. In my experience, it's more common to see a fire at night rather than in the middle of the day. Okay, well, let's do a simple vote then. All right. How many? Raise your hand if you think daytime better. Uh, Jim, can I get a roll for what might be better? Because Drew is smarter than me. Uh, let's see. What's a decent skill for this? Well, what was the answer? Sniping, by the way. Maybe investigation or occult, probably. Uh,. Craig, the answer was they're good at sniping, yes. Okay. <clears throat> Either investigation or like this is whether or not it would be a better idea for the fire in particular and whether or not how much attention Overall, which is a better time to have this yeah. fire and there being people there and normal. Uh, either investigation or politics and intelligence. Investigation, because they have dots in that. Um, I'm not spending a willpower because I'm going to need that all when this blows up in my face. <laughs> yeah. Three successes. So, the biggest disadvantage to doing it during the day is going to be the fact that there are more people awake and there's going to be more traffic on the highway that might pay attention because the highway is a distance away, but it's still a distance away. Um, biggest downside at night, the fire will be much more obvious, but at the same time, you're in the south. Bonfires are a thing that happen regularly. So... I'll vote for night. Nico's voting for night as well. Hmm? Night. Um, like I said, it's your brother. Uh, night as well for me then. Oh. Yeah, if someone wants to hand me a long rifle and some tungsten ammunition, I can take a post a ways away. That works. In that case, might I suggest midnight two days from now. Okay. The aesthetics. Say, okay. how about how about twelve forty-five? Just so we're not quite cliched. <laughs> Almost one in the morning. I'm kidding. Midnight's fine. Midnight in two days works for me. I don't think I have anything on my calendar that day. So, I guess we'll have a low noon shootout then. Please don't, don't start with that. <laughs> Is low noon a thing? I mean, do you have a better term for it? If high noon yes. is yeah, midnight. midnight. <laughs> <laughs> dark 30. Anything, really. Dark, oh, yeah. dark 30 is technically 30 minutes after midnight. Because okay, I'm going to go do a hellish ritual. Bye. <laughs> you need any, you need have a, fun. Do you need a backup or prep for that? Or are you good? I'm good. Okay, let me know if you wait, need any drugs. Wait, wait, what about high moon? 
and 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 Paul disappears under a pile of thrown pillows. I was gonna say Paul gets smacked upside the head. <laughs> I mean, if you're volunteering for elective surgery, Paul, all you need to do is say so. That was clearly that was clearly in my voice. <laughs> okay, fair. I just like the idea that Paul's the one that said it, though. It is a dad joke, though. So yeah, so Paul's like. Wolfire, high moon. Whack! <laughs> well, then we have preparations to make. Calls, uh, calls I'm certain everyone needs to make. It's my favorite Scary Cooper movie. Whack! I will see you all again in two days. And I leave. <laughs> It's almost like the room just rose a degree. <laughs> Nico, anything we can do, you think, to um, heal Well, up? I mean, if we've got 48 hours, I think, yeah, uh, you and me, actually, if you don't have anything better to do, are going to turn that fucking tank into a decently equipped emergency services vehicle. Well, I tend to go stir crazy if I haven't got anything else to do. Sure. It's project time, buddy. <laughs> montage. <laughs> Gonna need a montage. <laughs> Except it's Paul, so it's the kinks start playing Village Green Protection Society. <laughs> I support this. So you got two days to prepare. Uh, I'm going to see about, in addition to those tungsten bullets, if I can get some tungsten arrowheads. Those are light enough. You can probably get a couple of them. It just—it would just be the head of the arrow, like yeah, the yeah. rest of the, yeah. the rest of the arrow is wood and will splinter on contact. Absolutely, all 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 the all the rest of the arrow is is a vector to by which to get the thing into him. It's a delivery system. Yeah, it's a delivery <laughs> system. I'm not getting those arrows back. I don't expect to. Also, not wood. Uh, uh, carbon tubes. As... They're probably aluminum. Yeah. Just to be light, because they have to compensate for the weight of the arrowhead. Aluminum tube. Aluminium. I do I, I, I do find, think like you go, you pull back, you get ready for the dramatic shot, you fire and it just goes boom. <laughs> <laughs> it's the ground like six inches in front of Tracks you. Tracks like a LARP arrow. Here we go. I have to I have to aim high is what we're saying. <laughs> and that will that will probably be the instruction that you're given when the arrows get to you is aim high because the weight of the arrows will significantly increase the drop. Now that's actually why I think they would actually use a heavier a heavier shaft than aluminum because yeah, wouldn't you want because re retain the force. Yeah. Well, you want balance in arrows. Yeah. That's why the feathers are there. Yeah, you want uh, they're also there for aerodynamic for to keep it from veering off course, but Yeah. But no, yeah, you definitely uh, a re a super light shaft and a really heavy arrowhead Won't results work. in a really useless arrow. Yeah, no. So the, the it'll, so it would be appropriate a, measure to take. It would be yeah, it would be a carbon shaft. Um... <laughs> balsa wood shaft, folks. <laughs> <laughs> See, the balsa wood shaft doesn't work because the balsa wood snaps before you let the arrow go. <laughs> I'm picturing those little balsa wood airplanes that you used to be able to get. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. 
You just put the arrowhead on the end of that, and then you attach a rocket engine to the back. <laughs> it actually starts there, like winding up the rubber band propeller. <laughs> probably with, yeah, probably with sturdier, with sturdier. Um, um, just, just ask Chiron Group to make a bolt gun. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's anyway. Nico gonna have to roll or get Paul to roll to kit out? the uh armored humvee the bolt guns more task force valkyrie anyway yeah it's um if we're gonna say intelligence and uh, no hang on we're gonna say intelligence no we're not <laughs> we're gonna say intelligence and crafts okay I got some of them things. Me too. Are we rolling independently or am I a well, I was going to say, is this going to be an extended roll or? Uh, we'll say four rolls divided however you guys want to divide them. I've got a dice pool of five to go into this. Um, I've got... Uh, you said I've got six, so not much better. Okay. Two and two? Sure. Cool. Jack, I don't know what that means in this system. You roll two, I roll twice. Mm. Okay. Because there are four rolls to be done. Okay. <laughs> two and two. Two for one and two for one. I don't another. think it's a world of darkness thing. No, no, that's just a, that's a common earth phrase that we use in everyday. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm spending willpower on my next one. I got, okay, I got a total of two successes. <laughs> I got a total of one success. I mean, Holy that feels shit. like a dad project. We're terrible at this. <laughs> if you have the ab the skills necessary, absolutely. I'm reminded, just... I'm reminded of the, uh, that article talking about how millennials are really bad at do-it-yourself projects and our, re our general reaction to it being, yeah, because we saw our dads fuck up do-it-yourself projects continually. <laughs> yeah, basically that. Um, I don't have any that I can demonstrate with that are on camera right now, but I'm sitting amongst them. But, uh, <laughs> My parents' house was a do-it-yourself project our grandfather did, and but, it's falling but, apart. Yeah, Nico, I feel like Nico and Paul have a really fun time. Yeah. So with three with three successes over the course of two days. <laughs> um, <laughs> you You've mostly just managed to bolt a bunch of med kits to the interior of the <laughs> of the hum of the Humvee. Like you've you you have loaded a bunch of medical supplies into the back, and they're all easily accessible. Yeah, not skillful, but very enthusiastic. <laughs> I, you're, you're, a dock a dock wagon van. You are not right. <laughs> Another another high five freeze frame fade to black. <laughs> this is unfortunately you have not managed to put together a shadow a shadow a shadow run dock wagon. Okay, we're, but, we're we'll get there. Yeah. Um, basically, after leaving, uh, because probably giving this as much time as possible is a good thing. Um. Drew's just gonna duck down an alley, pull out a pocket mirror. So, 
I am assuming you heard most of that, but to reiterate very clearly, specific full date with the year of two days from now, at midnight, just meet me there. I. I miss you. I need to. You said it was my turn, and and I think this is what that meant. You just faintly hear in the back of your head. It's just a shell. Ignoring that, I can fix this. I can fix this. <sighs> Whatever happens, just remember that. Remember that at that time, you need to be there. And that it's important. And I'll Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then just repeat the information again. You feel that connection and you feel that information travel it. Time travel. I don't say that. Time hack. I think it would be 10 times cooler if you did. Just randomly out of the blue. <laughs> the player spontaneously comes in, does some jazz hands, says time travel, and apparates back out. Just go fucking Kang on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what are Kayla and Astrid doing for over the next two days? Astrid doesn't have like a massive amount to prepare for the meeting. So she's going to disappear for the next two days and just do another search for Jonas. She knows it's useless at this point, but she's not going to stop. You take another. You take another time to search. Nothing comes up, but you tried. Mm-hmm. Who knows where he's at at this point? But Kayla is going to probably spend most of the first day. Uh, Figuring out what surveillance she can get on the area. Uh, preferably with recording abilities. Um, if you head over there the next day, you can probably set up some cameras, but there aren't any cameras on site because it's all under construction. Oh, no, uh, 100%. But there are places that there there are places that she can potentially get into, even high in the sky, 
that might potentially give her access to things. Yeah. All I'm saying is Google Maps is a thing. Yeah. You could you could definitely get like but a Google Maps view. Easier, if it's just easier to Yeah, it probably My it, concern is how because I believe we had said that this was a place that does not have good let's just say we can not great reception. Right? No, it's just under construction. Oh, oh, well in that case, yeah. Set up a few set up take take probably all of that first day setting up cameras that can that can that can broadcast what we're going to be seeing yeah. back to her um uh her uh words words yeah back to your back to your safe house database yeah um and yeah the like the area has been clear cut for construction so there's actually nothing to interfere with the signal oh perfect then yeah and it's, just, and it's start recording now yeah it's like 10 minutes off the highway yeah. so okay he wants to know if anything comes onto that comes into that area beforehand um and have records of what happens during uh outside of that probably the second day she just goes around and does some stuff for her for her her day job mm -hmm. just just little small reports things nothing significant um, and while you're while you're doing that you're sort of keeping an eye on the on the brownout grid um that is still moving in all sorts of different directions like the where these these small roving brownouts seem to keep popping up traveling a short distance disappearing popping up somewhere else traveling a short distance disappearing is at there, a regular intervals for the next two days is there any pattern to it does it look like the thing is doing any sort of search pattern at all or is it just randomly if there's a pattern to it it's not one that you can discern I will so never mind what I'm doing for day two day two I'm going uh, I'm I'm staying at my safe house and tracking everything that we inputting everything we, we trips that I've been able to track into vector format and doing a big old search of random occult symbols um basically everything that every every kind of symbology that sort of thing that it could be anything that will help me potentially predict where where it's going to end up uh roll me I see. Uh, intelligence and investigation. Okay. Uh, investigation, intelligence. This is kind of important, so I will spend a willpower. Really? That kind of evening. Hmm? Apparently, two. 
<laughs> yes, I'm glad I spent the willpower. Yeah. Yeah, got that second success with one of those last three dice. Um. So, with two successes, you're fairly certain that it isn't completely random. Okay. You're pretty certain that there is some kind of internal logic to the to the 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 transitioning and the the changes between the the search patterns. Just one second, hold on. Okay, go ahead. Sorry, a random uh, 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 autoplay videos are the worst thing in existence. Aren't they? <laughs> um, you're, you're fairly certain that there is some kind of method to the madness. <clears throat> but it is so far beyond you to understand exactly what the pattern is supposed to be or what the logic behind it is. You know there is a logic. You just can't piece it out. Fair enough. All right, that'll that'll probably be it for me then. So, throughout throughout those two days, Archer staying in safe, quiet, dark places, just sort of keeping to himself, occasionally just kind of putting his head down in thought or potentially prayer, you have no idea, just being quiet and meditating on the events to come, and Colleen doing similar with a lot less uh, composure. <laughs> um, but the two, the two days pass and it approaches time for the group of you to head towards the meeting site. Make sure nobody, nobody has, has visited the place in the last... Day, right? It's thus far been deserted for the past day, yeah. Perfect. Load up some tungsten and ready to go. Paul will um, take take a, just a moment to step out and call his, his wife and kids <clears throat> before they go. So you take a minute, phone rings twice. I mean, this would, and it would probably be totally in private, so not something we need to, yeah. to role play out. Yeah, so. You have a nice, quiet phone call with your family. I meet them there. Or I'm already there. When... I'd probably go with someone because I have a strong suspicion I can't really get an Uber here. Probably you not. Ride... Little... You can probably ride with Astrid. So, yeah. You could ride in the new med van. Ambulance tank. I mean, the dog will go there because I don't think Astrid has room for both a person and a dog on the bike. Not on the bike. But probably cars are for. Why? I was gonna say we I, need. We definitely need to get Astrid a sidecar. Why, yeah, why is it that no one, no one in any of these games, whenever, including me, whenever you get a bike, ever gets a sidecar? Because because you're not supposed. Uncool. 
And and also, you're not supposed to operate a motorcycle having consumed an alcoholic beverage. Well, I mean, that's just, you know, whatever. But I'm talking about the actual... It's World of Darkness. I just assume that your characters are all constantly driving drunk. Zero pointedly doesn't drink. You're not necessarily wrong. Nico never drives drunk. Hi, yes. Drunk, no. Zero's a health nut. I mean, not better. <laughs> is, is So, are you suggesting that Paul would have surreptitiously taken the key? Okay, no, I meant this more broadly as a commentary on the kind of characters people play in World of Darkness games, not an attack on any of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Legit. no, but I'm asking, is Nico high? Because Paul would rather drive in that case. You don't know. <laughs> Can I do an insight check? Try. <laughs> I've been working with with Nico a lot. Have I seen him take anything? You've seen him take stuff probably fairly regularly. It rarely, if ever, seems to modify or affect his his functions. You know, you've you've definitely seen him take things. That's how he saw things. That's how he saw things in the. Uh, uh, that's how he sees things every time we go into fights. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I've also seen Zara light himself on fire, but he's not doing. <laughs> driving a car um can, can i make a case for this being a stamina subterfuge role william though that's fair sure though if zero drove if zero rode a bike i would have to have him come into a fight at some point on the bike already on fire he's gonna be ghost rider <laughs> yeah just have to can we just talk about explosives and explosive sieve on fire people yes that's fine it's all uh, the fire's all on top not on <laughs> what what am i rolling here uh, with some empathy, I guess. <laughs> Not against that role, probably. <laughs> at zero. I um, am sober as a fucking judge. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Paul will get into uh, the, the passenger seat. You know, not, many jugs are not. Many jugs are not so. Judges. Many of the Judds aren't either. Many of the Judds are not sober, too. <laughs> yeah. Words hard. <laughs> so, you arrive on site just before midnight. I wait a hell and this guy knows we're coming, right? Like this is this is this is not an ambush of any stripe. We're no. not trying to surprise him. We're just yeah. Okay. Weird. Okay. You arrive on site and sort of stand on the on the determined location for a few minutes, sort of wondering what might be the, what the odds are that they'll show up or that they won't show up or that they'll bring friends with them. I feel like and, it's going to be one of those things where like we flash our headlights twice, he lights himself on fire twice, and then we, <laughs> we can... You know. I look over at Nico. Which one of us lights ourselves on fire twice? Both of you. Duh. And then the sound of roiling flames begins to reach your ears. Heading towards it. As Pro probably just a pedestrian. I'm going to 
preemptively activate my uh, cowl just because. As you you turn you turn and look and see a pair of figures approaching. One is unmistakable as an incandescent burning man, almost six feet in height, slender of build, but approaching uh, completely wreathed in flames, only his angered, bright white eyes able to be seen from the outline of the flames. The second, illuminated from the light of the first, is a small blonde-haired woman, her hair pulled back in a ponytail, wearing a close-cut black dress uh, with a bright pendant hanging from her neck. And just with walking with the most casual sachet of a walk with an open straight razor in her right hand. I recognize anything about the talisman. It stands out as being unusual, definitely. Well, sure, but nothing, nothing from inventories or anything I've seen. Yeah, it's a unique thing. It's definitely not something that the that the, that the Aegis keeps multiples of. Okay. Bruce just walking over. As you as you approach, the woman kind of looks up at the man on fire. Huh. So they did us the favor of coming here all alone. <laughs> Guess that makes our lives easier. Shall we get it over with? Are you ready to die already? Jonas? Or Jonah? Jonah. I knew the name of this NPC when I created my NPC. Jonah? The burning man just stares. It's okay. There's a slow rumble of fire. I'm here. I, I think I know what happened. Uh, quick question, and the answer is up to you, Aaron. Did Drew bring the item with them? Uh, I need to make a roll for that because I didn't actually think about... Yeah, I, I don't think so. I, Drew, who isn't, the thought is, no, he did not. Found you. Like you told me. 
For the briefest moment, the flames die away. And standing underneath is someone clad in a heavily scorched but still intact black biker jacket, well-worn slacks, and then a profusion of white bandages that just wrap the entire torso up, covering the face with just barely a slight hole for the, for the right eye, con- consuming the shoulders and arms and hands and fingers. And from the rasping throat of this individual as the fires die, shouldn't be here. And the flames reignite, and once again, the person is completely hidden by the fire. I know. I'm sorry. I needed to... I needed to find you. Especially because I think whatever you're missing, I probably have it. Everything considered. Well, this is all so very touching. The woman says, sort of tilting her head to the side in this sort of not quite natural angle as she just kind of leans her head almost sideways. But this is getting a little boring. So if you guys are just going to talk, I think I'll start picking apart your friends, she says, as she starts to raise the razor in her offhand. I want to point out he's not friendly. Go ahead. Astrid will take out her axes and step forward. Um, All right, let's play. Paul Paul will say, if you're getting bored, Miss Caulfield, you and I could discuss the old country for a moment. She sort of looks at you, that head still tilted sideways, that legitimately slasher smile still on her face. Mm. She doesn't, she doesn't, she hasn't swung the razor yet, but she's looking at you. Um, Paul will say, I think we've got quite a bit in common. Might be worth uh, having a little bit of a talk before you start picking us apart, as you say. Conversation about me for once. Go ahead, I do so love being talked about. I'm sorry we never had a chance to cross paths back in uh, Gloucester, but uh, I miss it sometimes. How about you? And you see that, that that smile just like a cracking mirror just disappears and you see her face immediately turn to a frown as her head straightens up. 
There's nothing left for me there. Chris, what I've heard, I'm sorry about that. I know how that can be. And and uh, William, I apologize. It was it was um, Ta- Talon. Talon. What was what was uh, her husband's name? Um, I think yeah, it was Talon. Talon. Okay. Um, I never met Talon. Um, we uh, worked out the same office, I think, but uh, never had the privilege. But from everything I've heard, he was. Uh, who was a good person. I don't even know if I really knew him. He always had this secret life that he would be going off to, and then I never knew when he'd be home. Sometimes he was hurt, and I didn't know why. I know. I've got... I've got people I put in the same position and I something I think about all the time. I'm not sure what, what I would say to them or what I would want to say to them, but I wouldn't want to leave them like you got left. I'm sorry that happened. Then the head tilts to the side again and that, that disturbing smile once again breaks out on her face. That's all right. Because I've got everything that I need now. And I can do what I want to who I want. That might be true, but... Miss Caulfield, what do you think about that? I assume right now I'm... I'm speaking to the talisman. There's just me. And I know that the you that you are now is different than you used to be. And he'll reach up and he's not wearing a contact and he'll tap his eye again and say, I went through a change too. Not the same as yours, not the same scope as yours, but I still threw everything for a loop. Roll me manipulation and expression. Not persuasion. Either or, whichever is better. Okay. Can I use my fast talking specialty? No, you're not talking fast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know it was a literal fast talk. You need to pick up. You need to pick I would have been doing some 40 style pattern. <laughs> fast fast talk, Miss Caulfield. I got to tell you a story. It's about my eye. See, it's up here, and it went everything. As soon as I put it in, everything went all topsy turvy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the idea of the fast-talking specialty is that you're trying to get something by someone by the way that you're wording your communication, and you're not really trying to do that here. <laughs> That's fair. I will spend willpower on this, because this is a little important. Uh, three success. Can I spend another willpower on that? Not after, or, not after I rolled. Okay. Yeah. Just for the record... Uh, Kayla has very surreptitiously um, uh, 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 drawn her gun. Yeah, I've I've got my bowie knife out as well. And Nico has swallowed an eye of raw. 
because yep. she's pretty yep. sure that reality has left the building at this point, and we're going to have to kill someone. question is, how many someones? <laughs> is this, I mean, I, I, I know mechanically for us, playing this game it's it's impossible for us to have two separate conversations at the same time but can the conversation between drew and the torch be continuing during this conversation technically speaking in 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 this moment these are two conversations that are happening roughly around the same time okay because that's i mean that's what that's what I'm, i'm just i'm at this point i'm just trying to buy drew some time but yeah, I mean, maybe. Hey, maybe she'll take off the talisman. I don't think so, but I mean, if it flies off when we shoot her so many times that her head no longer exists, does that count as her taking it off? I mean, clearly not. But <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna say yes. If she instigated it, but uh, and while while this is happening, the torch looks at Drew and just reiterates now that it's on fire again in a much louder, more rumbling voice through the flames. Shouldn't be here. I called you here. I called you here because I found a solution. Not me. You. I know. I'm prepared for that, but I want to try something first. Are you going to try it? Or are you going to wait to see if he responds? Colleen, remember what I asked you about a few days ago? Uh, For the GM, what did you ask her about a few days ago? I asked her about whether or not she could replicate the effects of an artifact that is used in her creation. I can try. Please do. Um, but I think what might be easier is just to have the thing. Look over at her. Yes, that would be easier. And she kind of puts her hands together, and as she brings them apart, there's just a long length of silk ribbon. I'll take it from her. I feel like we should talk about this later. Nico, having swallowed an eye of Ra, can he see what Drew has in his hands? Uh, it hurts you to look at it, but yeah. What does it look like to me? If I, if I was going to say, what does it does it look like? One of the artifacts from Alexander's. It definitely looks like the thing that should be in the statue right now. Right? Yeah, it looks like the the fetters of Fenrir or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Okay, important question. Do I know how these work? 
theoretically, you should be able. Uh, you should just have to bind them around the person in oh. some fashion. Cool. I I have a feeling this is about to go very significantly one way. So if there's anything else that was happening with Paul and Talisman. Um, no. she, I be- she was about to agree to come back and stay in Paul's guest house back in, in London. Cool. Sure. Um, <laughs> no, I was just giving other people opportunity to... No, I no, I, I, I appreciate that. I'm just giving. I'm just picturing Paul explaining this to his wife. <laughs> I'm a, we're going to have a house guest. I'm a, a She's an axe murderer. She's a knife murderer. Oh yeah, <laughs> Astrid the axe murderer. She she was she was she, her husband was a co-worker. You mean an antique stealer? Right, right, another antique stealer. <laughs> um, because so, Drew is there are so there are, there are two roles that you can choose to make to attempt to utilize the fetters. Sure. You can either use dexterity and athletics, or you can use manipulation and occult. Given who this is, does my dream specialty apply? Yes, actually. What okay. about, hear me out. Manipulation athletics. <laughs> that's that's like significantly less dots than either other option. That is that is the most Nina thing I have ever heard Jeremy say, and he's not even playing Nina right now. <laughs> okay, manipulation and occult. Obviously, spending a willpower and specialty. Specialization gives you an extra die. As I am walking over and trying to hug my, uh, it's complicated. <laughs> I just hug, hug your complicated. <laughs> the roles that you can have. Hmm? I, I just really like the weird combination of roles yeah. that you can conceivably have. Like strength computers is my personal favorite. <laughs> I'm going to punch this computer into working. <laughs> what? I like dexterity science because I feel like it comes up more frequently than you'd think. Oh, for sure. Oh, come on. My favorite is the walk through a crowd that you're not supposed to be in with with confidence, a.k.a. resolve and stealth. (laughs) Three successes? That's not bad. Not bad. It's really good. What is this? Is this before or after we're waiting for? Emma's response. This is this is about at the same moment. About at the same time. Okay, cool. So, Drew, as you step forward and you just kind of hold the fetters out in your hands and you focus on on the artifact for a moment, the rib the silk ribbon begins to rise and and turn in your hands. And as you focus your will on it, it launches itself forward and wraps itself around the wrists and then slightly snakes its way up the arms and around the torso of the torch. And as it does, the, the, the ribbons begin to faintly emit light of their own that is just sort of a dull crimson 
uh, as Nordic runes begin to light along the, the, the length of the fabric. I'm in the process of- And I'm, is he still on fire? Uh, he is, um, but as the, as the, as the fetters wrap around him, the flames dull and, and cool, they're still there. He is still on fire, but it's less of an inferno than it was earlier. It's no longer I can melt concrete fire. I'm probably going to reach out and try and take his hands. I am in the process of raising my gun, getting ready to shoot the other one in the head, because I assume this is not going to be reacted too well. Yeah, so um, as, as, as you do that, um, the tal- the talisman kind of is in the in the middle of this conversation with Paul and looks over at what just happened with the torch. Oh well that's no fun. That's just going to mess with everything. <laughs> and then Kayla opens fire. Yep. There was no way that was gonna <laughs> it, it, it it is Although it is not important to the game, it is important to me as a player. Did she look convinced for a moment before she saw Drew approaching? <laughs> it's really hard to read her expression. That's fair, especially she, when especially when she has when when her head is tilted and she's got the permanent slasher smile. Yeah, she's got resting slasher face. Yeah. Resting yeah. slasher face. Yeah. All right. Uh, any negatives? I am spending willpower on this. Um, the talisman itself is going to provide you a minus two. That would be plus three, minus two, so plus one. Yes. Is it at this point that the rest of us roll initiative as well? So there's two damage to the dome. Yep. Uh, yeah, so if everyone wants to go ahead and roll some initiative. Do, 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 do. That was not. Nope. Oh, that was closing my character sheet. I'm not used to using like a mouse that responds uh, quickly. I think one. that's creating issues. I am holding my knife, which means I get plus one to my initiative. Initiative is well initiative. I. Forgot to send it to the tracker thing, but nine. I, yeah, I, I didn't either. Ah. I didn't select my my little person. Select yourself. <laughs> select yourself before you wreck yourself. Yes, but I did, and then I closed my character sheet, so I had to click away. <laughs> Makes sense. I just forgot. <laughs> But I have it in there correctly now. Yay. Fire guy. Fire guy and knife lady. I like that we spent way more time preparing for the torch than we did the slasher. Or the talisman. Yeah. Not nearly as kid friendly as Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, by the way. Well, no. also we have we had far more information about or the Shark Boy and Lava Girl. I think Slash is like 
Colin Kayla did a, get, did as best as they could. I think yeah. they got more than William intended for us to have. She's like, she hits, she cuts things at a distance with a knife. That's all the information we have. <laughs> I mean, that is a combat style just yeah. by itself. That's, uh, what's her oh, name? Combat the style. lady that wants you to murder Henri. Um, the invisible sword. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can't think of her name. Her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the trick for that is to get close and personal with a big. No, the trick for that is to throw fireballs at her. I'm talking about the one in game, not the one, not Henri. <laughs> Henri, the trick is parry, stab. No, <laughs> not Henri. Uh, the lady who wants you to murder Henri, who has oh. an invisible sword. Oh, yes. My answer to everything in Dark Souls was to throw fireballs at it. I mean, that's a fair answer. Fire is the answer to most questions in, fire, in Dark Souls. Especially in three. In the first one, it's lightning. Okay, we're about to die. Let's find out how it happens. <laughs> I'm giving William time to do things. Yeah, thank you. We are vamping so the GM can do stuff. Thank you for breaking the illusion. No, no, actually, no in the first one, fire was also the answer, too, because the, cause the, uh, the Pyromancer's Flame did more damage than everything else because it didn't, it didn't, like, prime off of anything. It just had a ridiculously high power by itself. That's fair. So, wow, she got surprised. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when, 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 when the round opens with you getting shot, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Paul, you're up first. Okay. Well, Kayla had to fire, didn't she? Yeah, Kayla fired. But Paul is up first. Yeah, then initiative started. Oh, did Kayla actually fire? I didn't see the... Yeah. Mm -hmm. how, yeah. How Two is, damage. How is the talisman attached? Is it on a chain? Yeah, it's on it's on a chain around her neck. What does the chain look like it's made of? Metal links. Okay. Uh, By the way, I did not shoot for the talisman. I shot for the... I, I, I shot for the center of the head. No, I... Yeah. Yeah. Just but, just in case, I wasn't trying to get the talisman off and free from curse and anything like that. No, no I got that. I got that. Um, um, what you what you will what you will notice when you fire though, Kayla, is that as you as you level the gun and fire, the talisman itself kind of shines for a moment, and it and the bullet itself almost seems to deflect off of the air in front of her and just nicks across the side of her face. That's why there were two dice of defense. Yeah. Um, I am going to... Fucking artifact bullshit. Try to stab her, um, I guess, kind of in the collarbone. The point being, I'm trying to break the, the necklace. Mm -hmm. the, not, the, not the talisman itself, but try to sever the band. Mm -hmm. or, or the, uh, the band, the chain. That cold shot... Uh, will impose, I'm going to say just minus two because it's still roughly center mass. Okay. Um, and then beyond that, there's two defense from the talisman itself, and then her defense is, because this is the first melee attack, is three. So you're looking at minus seven. <laughs> How many willpower can I spend in one attack? Typically speaking, one, but I'll, as it is the finale, I will allow you to spend two. Okay. Um, 
I have a really munchkiny argument that I'm sure you will say no to. Uh-huh. Can I add anything from my conspiracy to this? I am ranked four in my conspiracy, and I am a member of the. Um, uh, I, I'm a member of the scroll. This is my entire purpose to reclaim artifacts that are in the wrong hands. I would say if you were trying to like try and figure something out about the artifact, yes. But this is you trying to stab a necklace. So like I said, unfortunately not. <laughs> I, like I said, I know I'm a munchkin. I, <laughs> I figured I would ask. I was going to say, you're right. That is munchkin Yeah. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> Fine. All right. Uh, here goes nothing. Okay, so um, you said it's at a negative seven, so I'm spending two willpower, so it's net at a negative one. Right? Yes. Uh, all right. Three damage. Nice, nice. So, you you rush in with the knife as she. Oh, no, 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 no. It's, it's, I'm not rushing anywhere close to these crazy people. It's my right, Doru yeah. talisman. All right, yeah, okay, that's fair. Yeah, so you you hold you hold out the Doru talisman and make the thrusting motion with it and sort of aim, and you can see the invisible point of the spear kind of chink off that force field essentially that the talisman is providing her. All right. And it, it, it slides up, and you can see it slice across her collarbone. It doesn't. Qu- it connects with the chain, and pushes it across. It definitely catches on the chain, but it doesn't quite break it. Okay. And there's no cover anywhere near us, right? No, this is specifically like a clear-cut area. Like they've barely laid concrete in some places. Yeah. Uh. Well. Okay. Um. Okay, yeah, then I think I think I'm probably gonna start start running towards her. Because it's not like I'm gonna get to cover. But I, I I'm gonna do it in such a way that I don't put myself behind anybody who's firing from behind me. So even That's if right. I have to sort of run out to the side, I'll do that. Yep. Astrid, what are you up to? Uh, she is charging the, uh, psychopathic woman with knives, or axes, whatever. I'm the one with knives. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Let's be clear, charging the other psychopathic woman. Because you're the first one because you're charging with knives. <laughs> Holly is not a view. <laughs> Guys, it's late. Um, <laughs> sorry. It's 11 o'clock here. I am charging with axis. All right, so they go ahead and make your attack roll with minus four. Can I spend a willpower on this? Yes. Okay, so then it's just minus one. Just minus one, yep. Three damage. Okay. People are st- people are tacking it on. So you run forward with your axes and swing them both in an arc. The this force field generated by this talisman sort of clips them off to the side, but you still manage to force them through and drag it down across the side of her torso. Zero. Uh, I'm also going to run up and stab with my Bowie knife. Um, so I'm going to be using my advantageous angle, um, which is going to give, put their defense at a minus one when I'm attacking. I subtract their defense by one. 
and also my knife has armor piercing one that's worth it doesn't do anything to the talisman okay so there's a minus two okay. for the attack roll um and I'm also going to spend a willpower. Can I spend two willpower? Sure. All right. So that minus two turns into a plus four? Four. four. Plus four. All right. Uh, plus an additional one because I'm using my knife, although I think I've I think I've already added that in. Yeah, Yeah, I think you changed your damage there. Yeah, because I went from a two to three. Yeah. Charge. Back roll. For four damage. As this veritable onslaught immediately drives at her as you run forward and again drive the knife towards her and again that force field forces it what would have been a, a, a killing blow off to the side which is still definitely a grievous wound as it drives through her side from the opposite angle from uh, Astrid's axes <laughs> run up and shank her until she stops moving <laughs> <laughs> yep Uh, as uh, as it reaches the torch's turn, as the the flames sort of die a little bit, and he looks down at you, and the fire just around the neck and head sort of dies away for enough to see the the wrapped face underneath. Uh, as he looks down at, at you, Drew, and says, "This is just a shell. It should not." be you need to finish it and he does nothing else because he's currently wrapped in the fetters Kayla all right uh boom 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 or just one boom <laughs> um this is shooting someone out of Venga Boy's song. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, if we're doing it, I'm also spending two willpower. Sure. Fine. Uh, Turn that so minus two into a plus four. Yeah, so plus four. There's another two. So close. <laughs> I'm not kidding. She's like on death's door. <laughs> That was the objective, yes. Uh, as the as you fire again and again, that force field just deflects the bullet off to the side, and it cracks across the other side of her face from the from the first shot. Drew, we can talk about you being self-sacrificing, and my plans to fix this is later. Um, and I am going to glare hellfire at this lady with the knife. Uh, it's two defense, correct? Yes. Although at this point it would be one. No, the, yeah. the amulet provides a minus two. Okay. Yeah. It's like armor. It doesn't decrease over time. Nice. Successes. 
And it is fire damage if that matters, given she was hanging out with someone who melts concrete. So how do you want to do this? I think that Drew is just mostly focused on Jonah and is glares at this lady who is interrupting something very important. It's a good thing you killed her before she got to act. Yay. Yeah. I'm a little sad she rolled so low on the initiative. And lights her up. I'm a little sad she rolled so low on the initiative because that would have been painful if she had gotten to act. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's probably the case. <laughs> Out of curiosity, who did it look like she was going to attack? Oh, she was going to hit all of you. Okay, fair. Because when she just swipes her hand horizontally, there's a horizontal slash that can cover all of you. Yeah, I was going to say that. Probably- I had a vision of her doing that to some fuckers in an alley. Um, but uh, with that, as you as you turn and just give that that dismissive glare, almost almost as if you're just telling her to go away, this burst of flame from your eyes launches across. Are you hurting yourself, or are you just taking the? I'm not liquor? hurting myself on this one. Oh, right. thank God! Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, this burst I'm so of... often in your position. It's I fun. know you are. That's why you can appreciate it. <laughs> this this. this Lance of flame shoots from your eyes and bur- and crashes into her own eyes, right right into them. And there's just this this scream and this sound of searing flesh as her as her eyes melt away, and she collapses backwards. Although she doesn't quite fall because there's about three people's weapons that are currently in her holding her up. <laughs> <laughs> I was a bit more anticlimactic than I expected. Would have rather that we all got never mind. No, no, no. Not even asking the question. Nobody touch the knife or the talisman. Unless you want to be the next one in their shoes. Oh, pick me. I had no intention of it. I'm just going to like use a foot to shove her off of the knife and axes that are embedded in her. <laughs> Nico's going to sort of ease over towards Drew and less now on fire guy. Um, he, he looks down and looks at you, Drew. I am only this in control because of these bindings and your presence. Neither of these can persist forever. You have to finish it. It's your turn. My time is over. Drew? Drew is just sort of shaking. 
do you need to walk away or is this something you're going to do yourself? You don't have to. There are plenty of other people you don't want to. Colleen? Mm -hmm. What are the chances of putting a soul back in the right body after that body's been reanimated? Uh... There's a lot of ways that can go wrong and a lot more a lot of a lot more ways that can go wrong than it can go right. Especially if I'm following along, that involves ripping your soul out. It's not my soul, it's it's both of ours, but fine. It's yours now. I will always have been you. And you will, and I will always have been you. And um, you, using the self-damaging version of my ability, I'm going to stare directly at where his head probably is and yeah, hellfire. I damn it. I love you, Drew. It's good to have finally met you in person. Goodbye. Bye. And with that, as your face is seared by the hellfire that you unleash, it spreads over him in a black flame versus the bright orange that is his traditional torch. Um, as, as the flames around his body are taken over by this hellfire and turn black, as they burn away his form, still standing, just blows away with the flames as they dissipate. Nico's going to try and catch the fetters as those... I mean, given I'm currently holding his hands, I, Nico okay. can reach in. Just <laughs> worth understanding how close Drew is. That's fair. The fetters collapse to the ground, steaming. And how many levels of aggravated did I do to myself to completely kill a person? One aggravated damage. Okay. Yeah, Drew's just standing there. Look down at 
at presumably the corpse that Paul is currently looting. Uh, <laughs> I didn't want to interrupt the other moment, but yeah. When you have... <laughs> I, as, as Paul approaches, I have a question. I mean, Paul's there, but yeah. So we're not supposed to touch it. Are you able to touch it? Um, Paul is. Paul looks around and is in the process of pulling on his gloves. Um, and he says, um, "Not if I've got uh, got any other way to to avoid it." And he reaches out in, into his belt and pulls out a Leatherman and folds it around so it's on the uh, the pliers. Um, and will reach down and use and, and then into his his satchel and pull out a um a dark wooden box uh and open it up and it looks like it's william let me know if i'm describing this correctly but it's inlaid with sort of a very very dark wet uh dark velvet Mm -hmm. almost on the inside um and then we'll reach down first and gingerly pick up has she dropped the knife or is she still holding it Knife is still in her hand. Okay, uh, we'll reach down and kind of grab onto the blade with the with the pincers and and try to pull it out of her hand. Yeah, she hasn't she hasn't gone stiff yet. So yeah, okay. you just... I just like the idea that she won't let go of it. <laughs> it's like, do you need help? <laughs> um, and then we'll... if, if if it's just a glove situation, I try to put on my gloves before I murder anybody. Right. So. Well, Paul, Paul does. Paul does too. You may have noticed he upgraded to the the yes. no fingerprints whatsoever weapon. Yes. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, in 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 this case, is that something that Kayla voices? Yeah. About the gloves. Yeah. Um, Paul says, honestly, with this sort of thing, sometimes they can go through clothes. Sometimes they can't. Um, I'd rather do some testing on it uh, and not field testing for once. Fair enough. Take that risk. You will forgive uh, me when I do this then. And I, 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 not shooting, but I, but assuming that Paul's going to be going for that talisman is pointing the gun at Paul in case Paul goes crazy and kills us all. Okay. All right. Paul, Paul freezes. And I think not, not initially understanding your intent. So. Right. Okay. Um, Insurance. Kayla, what are you doing? I'm making sure that if you try to murder us all suddenly, I can kill you quickly. Uh, um, Do us a favor, if you can. Uh, If I start to go all loopy, um, shoot my hand first. I'll try, but I'm not a great shot. I'm standing. I'm not... Exactly reassuring. We're we're standing right here, I say, indicating Astrid and myself, neither one of whom I think have dropped our weapons. <laughs> At this point, Astrid has put her weapons down and she's going to consult you right now. Okay. Well then I'm still here, I say, indicating my bowie knife. <laughs> um I tell you what, I will shoot I, I, I will shoot for non vital areas of the chest. That's fair. Look, trust. Look, both of you, trust me. The last thing I want to do is to become someone other than myself, knowing everything that I know. Legit. Right? We're just Absolutely. here as insurance. Um, so um, I'll, I'll put the I'll put the box down on the ground. Put the knife into it. 
again, not touching it, but holding it with the, uh, with the pliers pliers. Yeah. And then, um, see if I can grab a hold of the chain with the pliers and lift that off over, over, uh, what remains of her head. Just roll me dexterity and larceny. (laughs) If you'd like like to make it easier, we could simply remove the head. Um, let's, let's try it the other way first. Um, how about we flip her upside down and shake her like we need her lunch money. (laughs) I could do that. Yes. Um, can this doesn't count as pickpocketing. I assume. No, not quite. All right, dexterity and larceny. Yeah, go neck, go. Neck gadget. picking is a different thing. Go go gadget. Theft powers. One success. <laughs> a success is all you need. Okay. So you, very carefully, you sort of slide the the necklace off of her neck, and very gently place it in the box next to the knife, and then with the pliers, just close the lid on the box. And then Paul t- lets out a big shaky breath um, and uh, uh, double checks the latches on the on the box and then tucks it back into his satchel. Um, and then turn around and said, um, actually, I think before he says anything snarky, um, I'm going to try to do sort of an internal catalog. Do I still feel like me? Roll me resolve and composure. Okay. Yes, you feel fine as you start trying to stab him. Well, yeah, I know. <laughs> Two successfully ordinary reaction to Zero's face. <laughs> there, you didn't feel any sensation upon contact with the with the knife or the talisman, and it. You, Taking stock of yourself and your opinions from about two minutes ago, they are roughly the same. So, um, Paul, uh, Paul then uh, now lets out that shaky breath and turns to uh, Kayla and, and Zero and says, "Okay, I still feel like me. Um, look, here's what I'm gonna do." Um, what you would say if you were really. No, Can we not have that game right now, Colleen says. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, I, I, I Paul says, look, it's what I'm going to do. Um, and he um, takes, holds up his, his right hand um, and takes off the Doru talisman, which is on a, um, like a, a little chain bracelet. Uh, the, that tiny, tiny but beautifully cast uh, replica of a Greek spear takes that off sort of holds it up and then puts it into, not into the box, but just into one of the pockets on the satchel. Um, and then reaches down to his ankle where he has the, the bloodthirster on a, on a sheath there and pulls that out and holds that up, holding it very gently by the very tip, not gripping it like this, but by, <laughs> by the tip. And he puts that into the satchel and he says, okay, I don't have anything stabby around me at all. I've put them away. They're in the satchel. If I go for anything in the satchel, I'm going to make sure you all know about it. If you see me going for anything in the satchel without me telling you first, that's not me. Okay? Okay. Nico's voice drifts over from the... uh the other side where he's standing next to to Drew and Astrid 
Yes, and we will definitely make sure to sail under the white sails and not forget about the black sails before we come into the harbor. Um, Paul, Paul lets out a very sort of relieved slash shaky laugh and says, look, if you know a little bit more about the Aegis, don't invoke that sort of thing. All right. The, the boys back in the home office get really funny about the old... Uh, uh, about the old classics. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Drew, how you doing? Drew has been basically unresponsive, but did very visibly flinch at the reference of becoming someone else. Um... Colleen, can you bring those uh, put back? Um, yeah, yeah, I can. I can put them back. She kind of spoons up, spools up the the ribbon, and claps it between her hands and closes her hands together. And there's the faintest flash of light, and they're gone again. Was that the real one, Colleen, or was that just a copy? That was whatever was in that statue. Because I knew where that was. All right. <laughs> Note to self, I'm glad I didn't swap those out when nobody was looking. <laughs> that could have gone terribly. That, oh my god, that could have gone really bad. Yeah, it doesn't do shit. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um... And he kind of, Nico kind of glances down where Jonah went to Ash. There's nothing really remaining or anything. He didn't even right? go to Ash. He just okay. dissipated into the wind. Okay, right. But there's nothing that, that was left behind. No clothes, no wrappings, not really any. No, no knuckle of the heart. Roll me wits and composure. Hey. All of us? Yeah. Can do. Because Paul is already thinking about whether he needs to have an autopsy to go digging for one. I'm going to spend a willpower on this. I'm not. Two successes. Four successes. Wow, Astrid. Five successes. Wow. (laughs) You're closer. So Astrid and Nico and, and Kayla... Um, spot among the dirt a small seed. If nobody goes for it, Nico will go pick it up. A small what? Seed. Seed? Yeah. Is I Nico mean, yeah, wearing she'll, gloves? she'll go look. She'll go, she'll, she sees it. She's that Astrid's staying with you right now. So as, as you two go to, look, go to inspect it and pick it up, I'll pick Nico picks it up. Is then. Nico wearing gloves? Hell no. It's Nico gloves. Yeah. Too late. If you're well, okay. If you're <laughs> not, <laughs> Nico's dead. If you're not, Kayla, who it has already been established is wearing gloves, will try to beat him there. God. Okay. Uh two of you just give me a dexterity roll between the two of you. Uh, it's probably going to go Kayla's way. <laughs> uh, we'll see. 
I don't have that many and, you know, numbers. Dice. Wow. Two successes on two dice. <laughs> oh. I tried. It, I tried it, to it, save the I tried to save the stoner idiot. It makes sense because he was standing there next to Drew when like which would be next to the seed when the two of you when the two of you both spotted it while you were standing over by cool. the slasher. So, so instead instead of grabbing it, I hit I, I I hit Nico really hard on the shoulder. Hmm. So uh, Nico, you pick <laughs> you pick you pick it up and you look at it, and it's it's a small seed, maybe about the size of an acorn. Yep. And as you as you sort of turn it around in your hand, you can see it almost has like a small flame effect across the across the surface of it like there's this faint orangish line uh, of almost flame-like texture around the base that sort of shifts and turns as you turn the as you turn the seed to and fro Nico pull out a little plastic bag and just kind of drop it in seal it up look at it as you as you sort of turn it, you can still see that that flame pattern across the seed just kind of shifts and melds as you as you turn side to side. That'll need some research. Sort of a fucking thing. idiot. You're the person who's constantly like, you have to be careful and look out for your look out for your health and like worry about about potentially being injured and you're yeah. the one who goes up and grabs the unknown mystical thing without any level of protection this is a seed dude i work with these things all the time it's fine it's just a regular seed i don't know the species but Regular seeds don't have flame patterns that move with them. Okay, there is something weird about it, yeah. So, I repeat what I just said, you fucking idiot. Don't you remember what we've got back in the box of Zaro's porn? <laughs> Zaro, do you officially change the title of this episode retroactively to Zero's Porn? called the Reckoning, Zero's Porn. Zero turns his head. Uh, Paul, Paul kind of looks and shrugs and says, We had the art under a box. Nico wrote Zaro's Porn on it. Um, and it turns back to looking disappointed in Nico. Um, we were told that killing these lieutenants, which you guys have told me more or less these guys kind of functioned as, right. would give us the tools we needed. So worst case scenario, if this thing is magical, which it is, it's something we're going to need to use. Yeah, absolutely. Please. That doesn't mean we just walk up and yoink. And we don't want you becoming another one of the lieutenants. We don't know how they work. I mean, it worked out apparently because you're not like trying your to- concern, Your concerns are duly noted. 
But yeah, I have a feeling that this is going to be helpful. Uh-huh. And yes, there are helpful things that you shouldn't pick up with your bare hands. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Right. That Look, we're not saying we don't take it with us. And I know we're going to have to go digging through... And he just sort of trails off and points at Emma, at, 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 at Emma's corpse to to find the other one. But as you point at it, I've already started like cutting into the neck because that's where it was in the other vamp oh, in the for vampire. Oh God's sake! I've got gloves on. <laughs> There's nothing in the body. Body elsewhere See, before we even, start even, our autopsy. Even Patrick Bateman over here's got the right idea. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, I do work. I made for a, a slight company. I made a. I made an initial diagnosis before I picked it up. The thought of gloves occurred to me, but also this thing is very easily blending into the dirt, and people are stomping around a bit. So I figured haste was a slightly more important criteria. We've got it. You've put it away. It's fine. Let's just bag. It'll be fine. Yes. And we have an agreement in the future that when we pick up anything potentially tied to some sort of god awful otherworldly entity, uh-huh. we just take basic sanitary precautions. Yeah. Okay. Now that that's over with, Colleen says, looking at the group, we well. need something to relax. There isn't a seed. There isn't there are a, plenty there, of other seeds that I feel like Nico has that we can use for that. Mm-hmm. You know, there aren't any seeds in this corpse, by the way. Good to know. You know, Hamilton is in town, and I have literally never seen that show. No shit. <laughs> As she as she as she pulls as she pulls on the air, a handful of tickets appears in her hand. We're going to see it. Kathleen <laughs> <laughs> is my new favorite person. <laughs> yes, yes, we are. Fair enough. We should probably wash up before we do that. Astrid's got her arms like wrapped around you right now. Are you okay? I mean, I know you're not okay, but are you going to be okay? No one else can probably see this, but Astra is in physical contract with Drugan can probably feel the general shrug in response to that. What do you need Still to do? Still right staring now? at the same spot. What do you need right now? Do you need to get out of here? Do you need to go rest? What do you need? dreams I what if he's not there anymore then he's not there 
I know you don't want to hear this, but you're not going to be able to bring him back. It's something you'll have to adjust to. I know that sounds harsh, but I'm just being honest. And Drew goes back to being quiet. Let's go home, get cleaned up, and go see a show. Yeah. Anybody going to mind if I step outside doing burn? Do what now? If I step outside during the song, burn. Ah. <laughs> Yeah, go ahead. Um, mm. um, I, uh, also, um, Zorro, I think you mentioned you've got cleanup teams. Um, I'm going to call in some of mine as well so we can get this mopped up. Uh, Certainly, if you'd like, though I imagine mine will be here slightly sooner. I say as I text cleanup to the number that I had already previously established for my reinforcements. <laughs> That's fine. I'd just like to get... Um, get these pieces back out out of sight and uh whether it's your folks or mine i'd rather somebody do a closer inspection not that i don't trust your uh uh certainly hacksaw autopsy but couldn't hurt to do something a bit more thorough no i was gonna <laughs> i feel like there's a if if you don't mind me saying for you Actually, no. Do your thing. Well, there is nothing left of uh, of um, Jonah to autopsy. Yes, yeah. no. I'm, I'm, I'm aware of that. That's fine. The, yeah, we're talking about Emily. There is only yeah. one body left to clean up. <laughs> it's it's the one that Zaro is half wearing. Yeah, at the moment. Well, cleanup crew will be here in about five minutes, so I'm assuming the rest of us would like to be gone at that point. Yup. Unless you wish to stay and watch them. Nope. Um, I'm also going to text the local labyrinth, just that um, Talisman and Vessel have been reclaimed, Vessel remaining at, at uh, site of contact. Astrid will look at Joel. Are you ready to go? Or do you need to stay? He'll sort of nod and make the vaguest effort to get up. Astrid uh, will help. I go back. I, I go back to my car. Open up the trunk. The last time before the cleanup crew got here, pull out a bottle of bleach, pour it over, walk over, pour it over the body. You do realize there's not going to be enough bleach in that bottle to get rid of all the DNA samples. No, but it's going to make it really goddamn hard. I'm sorry. Uh, there is a little bit of a concern. I won't disabuse you of that illusion. Yeah. 
Oh no, it's going to make it really hard. He just... Uh, I'm gonna. I'm going to. You guys go have fun. I would not rather. Ha I would rather not have. When I think of when I think of Hamilton, think of oh yeah, that thing we went to right after we commit after after. I don't want to associate the two things, so I will catch up with you guys after. Honestly, I want to go see it just to not associate. So you know. For sure. No, absolutely. It's just... I'll catch up with you guys. Also, I'm, I'm... I have work to do, so... So, the group variably um, heads off in a few different directions. Yep. Some people go to get cleaned up and go to a show. Some people go to be alone. Some people go to do work. I wait till till everybody else is gone, and I grab my cameras. Mm -hmm. Before they part ways, if they do, Nico slips the bag with the seed into Drew's hand. We'll take it. I think this will be safest with you. No, not. So as the group parts for a time, knowing that this task isn't over, but that they have at least something of a reprieve for an amount of time, we jump forward to an undisclosed location in a bunker in a dark room. As the gentleman can finishes the first day of report. Ha! Ah. So that's what we've got scheduled for today's report of the situation that occurred down there. And believe you me, the story goes on for a bit. We're not done for a long shot. But I think for now, I think we should go ahead and take a recess. After all, as the individual steps into the visibility of the light, revealing very short kept, dirty blonde hair, uh, very uh, neatly, up, neatly upholstered vest and clean white shirt. Uh, this the symbol of the of the church on his on his on his doublet as as this member of the Malleus Maleficarum um, steps forward into the light after finishing this report. After all, me and my brother haven't been on the scene for a while now, but I think it's about time we all got our asses in gear and started doing something about this. And as Eamon Mulcahy finishes his first day of report to this coalition, that is where we're going to end, not just for the week, but for the season. And we'll see you all next time for Werewolf. Jack, if you would like to 
let people know what's going to be here next week. Next week for World of Darkness Wednesday will be chapter one of Shadows of the Neon, our werewolf the apocalypse chronicle set in Las Vegas. So I hope that all of you can join us for the first chapter in a guru-centered narrative, starting with all the other losers. But these characters were fucked up. <laughs> oh, just wait. <laughs> Say goodbye, Hold everybody. My goddamn beer. We'll see you all next time, guys. Say goodbye. Bye. 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 Goodbye. <laughs>